Love having Trevor Hoffman here as well. Normally the greatest closer of all time, but today he's opening the program. Trevor, how are you? It's your first you know start. What? I'm, it's your I'm, first I'm start in Sergio, years. I'm the new Sergio Romo, I guess. You know, I kind of wanted to start ball games. Can for, you imagine? Can you imagine if that's a great call? Can you imagine if if Boach would have gone up to you, you know, ten years ago and said, "You know, Trevor, we don't really have anybody to start today. Why don't you just give me the first two innings, and then I'll use the first two tomorrow." What would have been your reaction to that? Or you looked at him like he was bananas. I probably would have, and I said, "Boats, we can't play Hell's Bells before the game starts." It would have been uncomfortable. So you know, it would have all been the song's fault for sure. Hey, Trev, what's the earliest Boats ever brought you in a regular season game? I know in spring training, you a lot of times might throw the fifth inning, and you could get out of there, but you were still going against some pretty good hitters. But uh, what was the earliest he ever brought you in in a regular season game? Do you remember? Yeah, good question, Coach. I think I remember coming in in the seventh, end of the seventh, and not not necessarily to close it out, but I think I was just that was um, in the back end of the bullpen at the time with maybe uh, uh, Gino, you know, ninety four. But uh, I want to say the seventh was probably the earliest that he brought me in. Seventh, you got a seven out save to your credit somewhere. <laughs> it's it's a little bit big in my mind. I'm hoping I'm, I, I you'd have to. Check the numbers. Check the numbers on that one. But I, I think I remember coming in. The I hope you have a seven. You you, uh, you could have got a seven out save if they would have. You know, if they called upon you, they'd give you. You get the seven out. You guy, Trevor Hoffman. I got to blame. I, I got to blame Dana Eckersley for that one. I think he revolutionized really the, the, the one inning save quite a bit. So no, don't blame him. Blame it. Both no. took a page out of it. I blame everything on Larusa. It's all Larusa. Larusa is <laughs> the guy who did all that. Trevor Hoffman's with us. Hey, Trevor, thanks so much for joining us. We 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 got to hold you last week. We wanted to talk a little couple of Ted Leitner stories, and you, I know that you're busy, and it's nice of you to get back, and we're all very, very happy and feeling very good about all the news we've heard about Ted, and, and uh, you know, that the surgery went well, and that he's back home recuperating, and I, I mean, it's just got to, when you hear something, or hear like something like that, it just brings everything kind of to a stop, and I, I think you can speak for the, for everyone in that organization, just how much Ted means. I was, I was really... Taken, taken, boy, taken aback's the wrong word, but I, I really love the reaction from this community supporting Ted once all this stuff came out. Yeah, really, two great points. I think things do stop when you hear news like that, and your your first uh, question is out of concern and like you know the diagnosis, the the prognosis, how much time you know is he not to have, but like how early did we get a hold of this sort of thing and. Uh, the, the reaction of the fans, I think, is indicative of how much he means to everybody in San Diego and across the country. So I think the outpouring of love that Uncle Teddy's gotten has uh, been well-deserved and, and well-received for that matter. And our thoughts and prayers are, are certainly with him on a fast recovery. Well, everything we're hearing, uh, nothing but uh, good news the last couple of days for sure. Hey, Trev, uh, talk a little bit about what you're seeing out of this ball club. I was telling Chris earlier, uh, you know, they ended up having a, a winning month of May. They were 15-13. and 13. They take two out of three over the weekend. They got the Braves coming in, and the Braves are a really good, young, exciting team, and the boys will be tested the next three days. But this team, I think, has really cut down on a, a lot of fundamental flaws that they made the, the first month and a half of the season. Yeah, Coach, I heard your post game yesterday, and I thought you hit the nail on the head. You know, the, the fundamentals have been a little bit tightened up. Um, and I think, to a degree, I think it's the competitiveness that uh, the roster has. I think guys, 
you know, it's not I'm, I'm going to play because there's nobody else around me. I think there's a competitive uh, edge to the way guys are playing, knowing that if I don't pull my weight or if I don't do certain things in the lineup or in the field, then I could potentially get uh, replaced pretty quickly. So I think guys, uh, to a degree, have, have tightened up what their expectations are of themselves, um, what Andy wants of them as a group, and they're starting to see the fruits of the labor. They're starting to see, you know, we can we can go up against some, some good teams in the league and, and play well and win some series. They're going to have their hands full with Atlanta, and uh, you know Atlanta's the top of their division. They're they're a little bit of a surprise, maybe a little bit ahead of uh, their their curve of what people think they should be winning at. But uh, you know they're they're taking it to Washington in their own division, so I think it'll be a great test for the Pods. Trevor Hoffman's with us uh, here on ninety seven three The Fan, and uh, boy, it's getting close, right? Hall of Fame <laughs> induction is that is that is that coming up? <laughs> I, I, how how many times do you think about that over the last? Three or four months, I wonder. My God, that's got to be. Do you kind of want it to just get here now? Yeah, it's pretty much been every day since January twenty fourth. Pretty much, yeah. Count, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, it, uh, it it doesn't get old. It doesn't. Uh, it hasn't worn off by any means. But uh, certainly, the nerves are a part of it. But it's, they're good nerves. It's a, it's an excitement to be able to honor um, the people that got you in front of that podium and to be able to have that opportunity is going to be something special. Um, but looking forward to it. I think, uh, you know, it is around the corner, but we still have a few months. But, uh, you know, it's going to be great to be a part of that. I think you, you look at the, you know, two different things. Today is the first day of the amateur draft, and in a couple months you have people going into induction to the Hall of Fame. It's, a, it's an ever-churning ever, ever cycle of baseball and what it offers. And, uh, you know, these kids are starting their careers today, and, you might look up in 30 years and they might be in Cooperstown. So it, uh, it's kind of it's kind of full circle. Hey, since it's draft day, could you uh, share your uh, draft day experience getting drafted out of the University of Arizona? Yeah, it was uh, a little bit old, on the old school where you kind of probably found out, you know, a few hours after the fact that uh, they, they picked you. Jeff Barton was the scout that, <laughs> uh, with the Cincinnati Reds that drafted me, Larry Barton's son, uh-huh. who since we've we've lost to cancer, Jeff had a, a little bit of a bout with that, but uh, took me as a, a pitcher slash uh, infielder. Um, it was going to take their hand at the infield as long as it could go, but wanted to make sure that it was put down that potentially take a look at his arm. Um, a lot of excitement. I was a senior. I didn't have a lot of leverage. They gave me basically a bus ride up to Billings, Montana to get things started, and I uh, couldn't have been more excited. That's amazing. I mean, that's just incredible. Trevor Hoffman is with us. Trevor, I just going to back to this year's team a little bit and 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 the 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 sense that this is a quote rebuilding type year and young players and trying to kind of go, you know, take some steps forward and prepare for for greatness in the near future. But how do you is there a way to to change the mindset a little bit towards you know what we're only five and a half games out of first place here I mean I I, I I hate to be rebuilding when I might have a chance to actually compete in this division well I think the wild card in, in general has kind of kept a lot of organizations in it longer than than most people would think but I think more than anything than the five and a half I'd like to look at the 500 mark I think you don't make hay until you get to the 500 mark and uh, it kind of shows some consistency in how you're playing and you know, they're, they're seven games back of that. And I, I think, you know, they dug a little bit of a hole, you know, in April. But uh, they're like Coach said, they're playing some pretty competitive baseball, fundamentally sound. They're getting some great pitching as of late from uh, Tice. Yesterday didn't have his great stuff. You guys talked about it, not having his great stuff, but kept his team in the game. And Hunter came up with a big hit. So 
you know, those things are, are, are kind of things you have to have done throughout the year and you learn about yourself and you, you, you learn to rely on the good things that can kind of help you kind of get through that. But, uh, you know, Clayton's going tonight. He's lowered his ERA to almost two points in that same time frame. And, you know, those are two veteran guys that the team's going to lean on in, in the pitching side of things along with, you know, some veteran guys like Haas in, in, on the regular side. So, Things are look. I like where it's trending, but I'd like to see us get to 500 first. Trev, if you were listening to the post game, uh, hopefully uh, you heard when I was talking about Freddie Galvis yesterday. Because uh, you know, I don't know if Freddie Galvis will ever be uh, a National League All Star, but I can tell you this: you put him back in the 70s and 80s, where defense and, and offense wasn't <laughs> as big a deal at shortstop. Uh, managers, coaches, they would love this guy. I, I've been so impressed with this guy. And I don't, like I said, I mean, to me, he's an all-star caliber player. He may not have the offensive statistics, but, man, I like this guy playing behind me if I'm on the mound. No doubt. And uh, I think it kind of goes to kind of where the the, the, the the position has gone over the last decade, you know, starting with you know Derek Jeter and, a-Rod and Nomar going back a little bit further, and now with Carlos Correa and Lindor, you know, there, there is an offensive component to it. But when you talk about the, the safety blanket or the, the comfort of a blanket behind you that Freddie provides for all his pitchers, I mean, you know it's hitting that general area. It's going to get caught, and the, the out's going to be made at first base. And so um, there's a steadiness to him. There's a consistency. And, you know, more than anything, there's, there's, a, there's a tutoring that goes on to a lot of our younger Latin players that he has embraced and, and done it in, a, in such a kind and, and a leadership mentoring type of way that uh, I really have a lot of respect for Freddie. He's been a nice addition. All right, I got one last thing to ask you, Trevor, before we let you go. Uh, I've been dying to ask you this. And I want the guy sitting to my right here, his name's actually John. I'm not, I don't know if yes. you've ever met him before. Uh, his name is John. Did you call Bruce Bochy coach? Because I always thought it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen when I would see Bruce Bochy run into John Cantera, and here was two-time Major League Baseball <laughs> Manager of the Year, and he would walk up to John Cantera and he'd go, Hi, Coach. And I just thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I mean, Your coach, here he is. I love it. You know, <laughs> baseball, baseball has the acronyms that are that, that are kind of like that, and you, you never call the manager coach in, in pro ball. It's, it's Skipper or you know his nickname, <laughs> but uh, you know that just goes to show you how much love John has in our community, and, and, right. and how much respect that guys have for him at uh, at Petco, and when they get to see him, to be able to call him coach is a very endearing and, and kind way to, to address John. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. I, I got to throw this in. Uh, uh, there for a couple of years, I used to we used to do the Boach and Coacher. I was doing the, the pregame interview with Boach. <laughs> so one night after a game, uh, a guy comes in and goes, Coach, and Boach goes, I'm Boach, he's Coach. <laughs> Boach didn't even, yeah, he's, he, he, would, he would get upset if somebody didn't call you Coach. Yeah. And that's Boachy. That's classic. Trevor, thanks so much for the time. Uh, we'll see you around the ballpark soon. Thanks, buddy. 